Shabbat Shalom to everyone. Praises be to our loving Abba for gathering, for assembling us together to study the words of our God. In our study today, we're going to talk about an encounter our King Yahusha had during his ministry here on earth. We know first and foremost, Yahuwah Abba sent Yahusha, the Son of God, to die for the sins of people that we can receive salvation and everlasting life. However, we also know our King Yahusha was sent to earth to also look for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. However, during his search for the lost sheep of Israel, he had an encounter with someone who was not Hebrew at all, someone who was not Israelite. In fact, he was Roman, but he was amazed with this man, so much so we're going to study all about his traits all about his quality so that we can be like him because our King Yahushua was amazed with him. Who was this person who amazed our King Yahushua? Let's begin our studies in the book of Matthew, chapter 8, 5 to 7. When Yahushua returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Yahushua said, I will come and heal him, who was the one who amazed our king Yahushua. This Roman officer is actually a centurion. Do you know what a centurion is? He was a captain of the Roman army, and so he had people following him. So he had ranking, he had authority. He was not only a Roman citizen, he was a Roman officer. And we know all about the Romans. They were a powerful nation back then, and they basically enslaved the Jewish people. So we have here the Roman centurion or Roman officer. What one trait was good about this Roman officer? The Bible says concerning his servant, he went to Yahushua to seek help because his servant lies in bed, paralyzed, and in terrible pain. What can we say about him, about this Roman centurion? He had compassion, didn't he? He was kind, wasn't he? But not only that, because there are many people, when they think about the homeless, they have compassion, right? When they think about the underprivileged, they have compassion. It's one thing to have compassion, but the, but the question we need to ask is, what will you do about that compassion you feel in your heart? Well, this centurion did something about that compassion. What did he do? He went out of his way to send servants to our King Yahushua so that this servant of his might receive healing from him. And so his compassion led to action. What do you call that, Sister Jenna? When compassion leads you to action, we call that love. And this is why one of the traits of this centurion, he had love, not just kindness, not just compassion, but compassion and kindness put into action that we call love. What was amazing about the love that was shown by this Roman officer? Let's read the book of Luke 7, 2 down to 5. A Roman officer there had a servant who was very dear to him. The man was sick and about to die. When the officer heard about Yahushua, he sent some Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his servant. 
They came to Yahushua and begged him earnestly. This man really deserves your help. He loves our people. And he himself built a synagogue for us. What was amazing about the love of this Roman officer or Roman centurion. His love inspired the love of the Jewish people. In other words, the kind of love he had was a transforming love. Not only did it produce action, it caused others to love the same way he did. How much did he love the Jewish people? Can you imagine when the Roman centurion sent his Jewish uh, servants to go look for Yahushua so that Yahushua can heal his dying servant? Do you know what the Jewish elders said to our King Yahushua? They said to King Yahushua, this man, this Roman centurion really deserves your help. And so they begged Yahushua to go and see the Roman centurion. This is amazing. You know why? Because during this time, there was a hatred between the Romans and the Jewish people. The Romans did not like the Jewish people. They considered them second-class citizens. And the Jewish people, likewise, did not like the Romans. And so there was this conflict between the two. And so we have here the Roman officer and the Jewish elders, right? They're supposed to hate each other. But look at what the Jewish elder said about the Roman centurion. He deserves your help. They practically begged our King Yahushua, you must help this Roman centurion. Can you imagine the kind of love that the Jewish elders felt for this Roman centurion? And there's a reason for that. What inspired them to love this Roman centurion? The Bible says this man really deserves your help. He loves our people. And he even built a synagogue for us. You see, this Roman centurion, not only did he profess love, he truly possessed love because it resulted in action that stood out. He not only loved the Jewish community, he even built a synagogue for them. And so we can see indeed he had amazing love. What principle must we follow so that we too can have amazing love? Matthew chapter 7 and the verses 12, do to others whatever you would like to do like them to do to you this is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets what principle was followed by the centurion which we must also possess and follow it is a an easy principle really it's when yahusha said to us and people call this the golden rule do to others whatever you would like them to do to you in other words, when we interact with people, we should not say things that would hurt them. We should not gossip about them. For example, how many here like it when people gossip about you? Do you like that? Oh, I can't wait for them to gossip about me. Nobody wants to be a victim of gossip, right? And so why are we going to gossip about others, right? What do we want others to do to us? That is what we must do unto others. When we practice this principle, what in essence are we practicing? The law. 
and the prophets. Do you know what is expressed in this principle, this so-called golden rule to do to others, whatever you would like them to do to you? Let's read what it says in the book of Luke, chapter 10, 26 to 29. Yahushua replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love Yahuwah, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Yahushua told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Yahushua, and who is my neighbor? According to our king Yahushua, what also is the essence of, of the law and the prophets. It is love. Do you see a pattern here? What amazed Yahushua was love. What was preached by Yahushua is love. The essence of the law and the prophets is love. Love, first and foremost, for who? Yahuwah, our God. To love Yahuwah with all of our heart, our soul, our strength, but also to love who? Our neighbor as our Selves. However, when this was presented to our King Yahusha, the following question was raised. What is that question? And who is my neighbor? Because, yes, we are to love others, to love our neighbor, but who is referred to as others and neighbor? Well, we read 26 to 29. Let's read verses 30 to 32 for the answer. Yahusha replied with a story parable. A Jewish man was traveling on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. Temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Question is, who is my neighbor that we ought to love in the same manner that we love ourselves? Our King Yahusha answered that question by giving us a parable, a story about a Jewish man who came from Jerusalem, and he's going back to Jericho. Why was he in Jerusalem? Why was he in Jerusalem? What was he doing in Jerusalem? probably worshiping, right? Because that's where the temple is at. And so after worship, what happens to him along the road? The Bible says he was stripped, he was beaten, attacked by bandits, and he was left half dead beside the road. And while he was there in great need, because he's about to die, there are two people who see him, right? Who are they? The priest. Perhaps the same priest who led worship when he was there in Jerusalem. Who also was there? A temple assistant. What do we call this temple assistant, Brother Brett? Levite. That's right. And so you had two religious leaders. Two religious people. They saw this man half dead, needing help. And what did they do? They crossed the other side. They treated that man as though he was roadkill. Can you imagine that? These people are supposed to preach love. And there are so many people who practice religion today. 
who have religious authority today, who preach and preach love, but when it comes for them to take action, they do not take action. They ignored the one needing help. And so to answer the question, well, who is our neighbor? First and foremost, it's the one who needs your help. If someone you know needs help, we have to take action and help the person who needs it because that's our neighbor. Even if this person is like across the globe, if you can provide help for that person, do so because that's your neighbor. Your neighbor doesn't have to be the one right next to your house. It's the one who needs your help. If people are in our mind who need help and we do not take action, then we are like this priest and this temple assistant who did nothing when they were presented with the opportunity. Who, on the other hand, in this story of our King Yahushua, showed love for his neighbor. Let's read Luke 10, 35. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you next time I'm there. Who was the one who showed love for his neighbor in this parable of our King Yahushua? The Bible says the despised Samaritan. Do you know why the parable says the despised Samaritan? Because during these times, during these days of our King Yahusha here on earth, was there great love between Jewish people and the Samaritans? They also hated each other. My goodness, it looks like the Jews hate a lot of people, right? They don't like the Romans and they don't like the Samaritans. Right? And so the Samaritans they don't, did not like the Jewish people. The Jewish people did not like the Samaritans. And so here was a Samaritan. right? Uh, here was a Jewish person who is half dead. And a Samaritan passes by. Despite the fact that he was Samaritan. And the one needing help is a Jewish person. What did he do? Bible says he took the time. And he made the effort to act on his compassion. What did he do? Because of his compassion, he soothed his wounds, he bandaged them, and then he took him to an inn. And he told the innkeeper, take care of him, here's some money. And if this is not enough, the next time I come by to check on him, I'm going to give you some more money. And so he went out of his way to take care of the one who is in need. What do we call this? Not just compassion. What do we call this again? Love. Amazing love. Why? Because it was sacrificial. You see, amazing love, something that costs you. There's no such thing as love that is free. It costs you something to really love a person because when you help a person, it's going to cost you. It's called sacrificial love. And who is the best example of sacrificial love? Yahuwah Abba sacrificed his son. Yahusha Hamashiach sacrificed his own life. These, these are the examples that we must follow when it comes to doing amazing love. The centurion, he also possessed amazing love because he sacrificed much. He made the effort to help those who were in need. What also 
was the admirable trait of this centurion. We know he had amazing love, right? What also was his trait? Let's read the book of Luke, four, uh, seven rather, four down to seven. When they came to Yahusha, uh, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Yahusha went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. Here is a Roman officer, right, who were under the Roman Empire, who was under the Roman people, who were subjects of the Roman people. Who were they? The Jews, right? Truth of the matter is, any Roman can really command the Jew to do whatever they want, right? This Roman was not just a Roman citizen. What is he again? He's an officer. He's a centurion. So he had ranking, right? And so truth of the matter is, he can tell Yahusha, he can command Yahusha, come to me. But he begged Yahusha to come to him. And when he found out he was coming to help, what did he do? He said, you know what? I probably made a mistake. I'm not even worthy to have him go to my house. I am not worthy to have the king of the Jews. Because he believed he must have been the king. I'm not worthy to have Yahusha Hamashiach to be in my home. And so he told his servants, go tell Yahusha, the king, please don't come because I'm not worthy. I do not consider myself worthy that you would come to me. That shows humility, doesn't it? That's one of the amazing traits of the centurion. He had amazing love. He also had amazing humility. How else was the humility of this centurion manifested? Matthew chapter 20, 25 down to 28. But Yahusha called them together and said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. How else was the humility of the Roman officer manifested? According to our King Yahusha, there are people who have power and authority and ranking, just like the Roman officer, right? But what do they do with their authority? They use their authority to lord it over people. In other words, they use their authority to boss people around. Do you know of someone like that? Do you know someone who got promoted? And after they get promotion, they get promoted, they, their pride begins to kick in, and they begin to tell other people what to do, not because it's what's needed, but simply because they want to lord it over them and flaunt, that's what our King Yahushua said, flaunt their authority over them. Do you know what that means to flaunt? It's to show to you, I'm better than you. I'm higher than you. Do what I say. It's to force people to do what you want. Sometimes when people have power like that, that's what they do. 
Our King Yahushua says, it must be different with you. Those who are truly, those who are truly belonging to the kingdom, our King Yahushua says, they have to be a servant. In other words, they have to serve for the betterment of the people they lead. This is why it's very different when it comes to those who follow our King Yahushua, just like the Roman centurion, right? What did the Roman centurion do? What did he use his authority and power for? Not to hurt, but to build up, right? He had a servant who was lying dead, almost dead. And so what did he do? He used his authority to help that person who is in need. We have to be like that. Maybe some of you have been promoted. Or maybe you are in such a position in your place of work where you have people working under you, right? Maybe one day you will go up the ranks and you will have people working for you. Maybe you're a manager or maybe you're a president or maybe you're CEO, right? And so if that's the case, praises be to Yahuwah Abba. But never forget this principle of our King Yahushua. If ever there are people who are working for us or working under us, so to say, so to speak, we need to use our authority to build them up. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Don't be a burden. Be a blessing wherever you go. Whatever company you're working for. Be a blessing if you're in school. Be a blessing wherever you are in life. How can we be a blessing? Have the servant mind, mindset. Be a servant, not a Lord. Even our king, Yahusha himself, the son of man, came not to, not to be served, but to serve. And so we have to follow that mindset. A servanthood attitude that we must possess to be like our king, Yahusha HaMashiach. And so what also was amazing about the centurion? We know he had amazing love, amazing humility, right? What also was amazing about this Roman officer? Let's read Romans, uh, Luke rather, uh, 7, 2 down to 5. A Roman officer there had a servant who was very dear to him. The man was sick and about to die. When the officer heard about Yahushua, he sent some Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his servant. They came to Yahushua and begged him earnestly. This man really deserves your help. He loves our people and he himself built a synagogue for us. What also was amazing about this Roman officer, not just his love, not just his humility, but also his faith. What was amazing about the faith of this centurion? Even though he's never met personally, even though he has never seen Yahusha face to face, he believed. He believed that he could heal his servant. That's why he sent the Jewish elders to come ask Yahusha for his help. And so his faith did not require that he would meet him personally. In fact, he believed because he heard about our king, Yahushua. Can you imagine how amazing that faith was? Because during this time, there were so many people who were following Yahushua. People who were listening to him. People who interacted with him. But they did not believe. But here's an, a, a Roman officer who believed that this Jewish man, a carpenter, 
is the Messiah. And so he had faith in the Messiah. But what kind of faith did he have? Let's read the book of Luke 7, 7 to 8. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And so what was amazing about the faith of this Roman centurion? He said to our king Yahushua, there's no need for you to go to my house. First of all, I'm not worthy, right? Second of all, the Roman centurion said, all that is needed is for you to say the word. Can you imagine the faith of this centurion? There's no need for physical contact. Healing can take place through a distance. And so the centurion believed that with just a word from our King Yahusha, the servant of his would be healed. Because there are others who, for them to believe, they need to have physical a physical experience with Yahushua. He had to be in the same room. No. This Roman centurion understood the power and authority of our King Yahushua. Just speak the word. Just make the command. And my servant will be healed. You know when the Roman centurion said this to our King Yahushua? Do you know what Yahushua said about him? Let's read. Uh, we read 7 to 8. Let's read now 9 to 10. When Yahushua heard this, he was. What does it say? He was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd, following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant. Well, you know, it takes a lot to amaze our King Yahushua. He's seen it all. He knows it all, right? This one really amazed our King Yahushua. He was looking for the Israelites to have faith in him. And then all of a sudden, this person pops out, right? And he was amazed and said to him, he was amazed at him because of his great faith. There was no great faith in all of Israel. That's how amazing the faith of the centurion was. And so because of his faith, what happened to his servant? At that same hour, that servant was healed, even without Yahusha going into the house. His word was sufficient. And so we need to possess faith like that. Brothers and sisters, I hope you still remember the three amazing qualities of this centurion. Do you still remember, do you still remember what they were? Maybe I'll ask my beloved daughter, what are they? The three amazing qualities of this centurion that we need to imitate. Amazing what? Love. Right. What else? Amazing humility. What else? One more. Amazing faith. Did you get that, brethren? Amazing love, amazing humility, and amazing faith. Nurture that in ourselves. Maybe, and I'm speaking not just to everyone, but specifically to the young young 
people, the young members of the assembly, because I know you want to make a mark in this world, right? You want to make something out of your life, and that's good. We should strive to do something. We cannot be wasting our life away. We need to do something. There are people who aspire to be great because they have a lot of property. Nothing wrong with having property, right? There are people who want to be great by making a lot of money. There are people who want to be great because they're scholars. They have PhDs and masters. That's all good. But if you truly want to make a difference, if you truly want to make a mark in the mind and heart of the true king, brethren, prize and value, love, humility that leads to service, and faith. Because you can be without property, without money, without any kind of education, but you possess love and humility and faith. The eyes of our King Yahushua, you have succeeded. Life is short, brethren. Let us make our life count by doing our best to show to our king that what is important to him is important to us, that we develop amazing love, faith, and humility. Well, how can we do that to honor our king, Yahushua? We're almost done, but let's go ahead and read first. 2 Corinthians 12, 8 down to 10. Three times I prayed to the Lord. Want to pause there for a while? Who is the one praying here? Who is he? Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul. Okay. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. But his answer was, my grace is all you need. For my power is greatest when you are weak. I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses. In order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. I am content with weaknesses Insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Apostle Paul wrote this. And if there was an apostle who truly embodied love, humility, and faith, who would it be? Apostle Paul. Did you know? Apostle Paul was different from the other apostles. The other apostles, they actually physically interacted. With Yahusha here on earth. Did you know that? But Apostle Paul never did. He never actually saw him face to face here on earth. But he had faith. In fact, because of the faith of the Apostle Paul, what was he able to do? He went to journey place to place and became an evangelist. And so his faith led him to share the gospel message to so many people. And he wrote most of the New Testament because of his faith in Mashiach. What also was shown in the life of the Apostle Paul, not just faith, but his humility. You know how his humility showed here? You know, we know Apostle Paul had many works, right? But there was something that was slowing him down. There was a thorn in his flesh, a physical ailment. Three times he prayed. He, to, to Abba and Yahusha. Three times he asked for this thorn in his flesh to be removed. 
Perhaps in our thinking, Lord, I'm doing all this work for you. I deserve to be healed, right? Isn't that our mindset? But when you think about that, that's the mindset of pride, isn't it? Apostle Paul did not have that mindset. Apostle Paul, when he prayed, remove, please, this thorn in my flesh. Three times he prayed. Three times. What was the answer? No. No. And the answer he got from Yahushua was, my grace is all you need for my power is greatest when you are weak. And after receiving that message from Mashiach, did he complain? Humbly, he accepted it. In fact, because of his humility, what did he even say in this letter? He said, I am proud of my weaknesses. How many of you can say that? Usually, when we think of people, what are they proud about? What do they post on Facebook? They're so proud about their accomplishments, right? I'm proud because I got straight A's. I'm proud because I made another sell. I sold another property. Also, Paul's different. He says, I'm proud because of my weaknesses. That shows his humility. He had faith, humility. And there's one more thing. This is the best part, brethren. Do you know why he said, I'm proud of my weaknesses? Do you know why? It's right there. Because when he is weak, he can feel. He can feel the protection of Christ. In other words, when he is weak, he can feel the love of our King Yahushua. And that mattered to him more than anything. To feel the love of Mashiach. Because Apostle Paul loved him. This is why he was able to endure all things. You know, before he was called, he was persecuting the Christians. But after he was called, he was the one being persecuted wherever he went. People did not like him. They even tried to kill him and accuse him falsely. But he endured all of it. Do you know why? For Christ's sake. This is why, because of the love that Apostle Paul had for Mashiach, he even said, what I consider profit is like garbage compared to knowing and feeling the love of Mashiach. Also, Paul had amazing faith, humility, and love. We also must nurture that. We know, brethren, you have never seen Yahusha before. You don't know how he looks like, and it doesn't really matter. He's in heaven now, and we are here on earth. Distance doesn't matter. We need to have faith and trust in him. And if we have faith and trust in him, what does Apostle Peter remind us? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of 1 Peter 1, 8 to 9. You love him, even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. The one who wrote that passage is Apostle Peter. Apostle Peter had the great privilege, you know. He actually met. He was a good friend of our King Yahushua. They did many things together. And he's writing this passage 
for us. Because during our time, we've never seen him. And Apostle Peter wants us to know. You love him, even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. Brothers and sisters, I know you've never seen him before. But if I may ask the following question to your hearts, and I want you to answer in your mind, in your heart. You've never seen Yahusha. What can you say with your heart that you love him? Can you say with your heart that you trust him? And that's amazing faith. That's amazing trust. That's amazing love. Brethren, let us prove to our Mashiach that no matter what happens, we love him. We trust him. When we're able to do this, also Peter says, this is what's going to happen to you. You will feel a glorious, inexpressible joy. Do you know what that means? It's a kind of joy you cannot describe with words. People today want that joy. And so they try to get that joy with drugs. Try to get that joy by buying things. It's not going to happen that way. The inexpressible joy comes only from one man. That's from Yahusha, our king. Brethren, we place our trust in him during the difficult times in our life. Just like what Apostle Paul said, when I am weak, I will be strong because we will feel the love and embrace of our King Mashiach. And when he embraces us, he will, we will also feel that inexpressible joy. And in the end, the reward of our faith will be the salvation of our souls. And so, brothers and sisters, let us practice true love. Let us practice true faith. And true humility. And in the process, be embraced by your king. Let him tell you he loves you. Let him into your heart and take over your life. Because he will lead you to joy. And he will lead you to salvation. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father. Almighty Allahim. Yahuwah who created all things. We thank you. For all things, no matter what we face in our life, we will never give up. You never gave up on us because we know who we are. You know our secrets. You know the dirt and filth in our life. You have seen the worst sins in our minds and in our deeds. But despite it all, you are a compassionate father, quick to forgive, quick to love. The truth is we feel this every day. Amazing is your love. Who are we to deserve something like that? Who are we to stand before you and call you Abba? But this is what you have given us. You sent your son as a sacrifice while we were sinners. You did not wait for us to become perfect or holy because you know we were incapable. You remember that we are but us. And so despite this, 
despite the fact we were enemies, you showed us amazing love, unfailing love to bring us on to yourself. Loving Abba, help us that we can also show this to the people of this world. Help us to express compassion and kindness together with actions of love that we can reflect you to the people of the world. Loving Abba, remember your people now. There are times we face so much difficulty in life. There are times when we don't know what to do. When we pray to you, loving Abba, may you open our eyes and our minds. Give us what we need to hear and help us when we make a commitment to follow you and be your son or daughter forever. We know the enemy will attack our faith. Do not let him beat us. Help us to be strong enough by the power of your spirit, our loving Mashiach, Yahushua. Thank you. Thank you so much. We will follow your perfect example of servanthood. We know you came to show a good example of humility. We will follow your lead. Help us that we may be your disciples. Teach us to walk by faith. Teach us to neglect self if need be, so that we can follow you all the way to the kingdom. Remember your servants who are sick. Though you are in heaven and we here on earth, your one word will heal us. Please announce our healing now that we may rejoice with inexpressible joy as we fellowship with you. Loving Father, bless your people throughout the world. When we cry out to you, respond please from heaven to shower upon us your grace and mercy and the power that will enable us to complete the work that you have started. We believe, loving Abba, you have listened to our prayers, for we ask everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.